0: You're
1: listening to Club Hockey Southwest Weekly. Club Hockey Southwest Weekly is brought to you by Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos. Nationwide or worldwide, there will always be a Caesars Resort in the center of the action. Boost Mobile. Everything you've always wanted in a mobile carrier. By Jesse Ray's Barbecue in Las Vegas. Championship taste for lunch, dinner, or a pregame feast behind the mask and behind the for all of your hockey needs on ice or in line by Oxypow our chemical free line of cleaning products gets the funk out of your equipment or office visit us at oxypow.com. UNLV hockey ACHA D1 hockey world-class city by M drive take our short quiz at MdriveFormen.com and see which M-Drive fits your lifestyle. Buy Summer Skates. Show off your team pride with shower shoes and koozies for the whole squad. Go to IcetimeHockeySW.com slash partners and click on the Summer Skates banner. Buy Burrito Express. Six East Valley locations for great taste and great value. Go to BurritoExpress.com to find the location near you. And buy the University of Arizona Wildcats. Club Hockey Southwest Weekly is a part of the Ice Time Hockey sw.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Stephen Marsh.
2: All right, welcome in hockey fans, college hockey fans, ACHA hockey fans if you will. This is Club Hockey Southwest Weekly. Scott Strandy joining you from Scottsdale, Arizona tonight. My co-host as always Stephen Marsh joining me from beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada. And we're here to talk club hockey, A-C-H-A hockey. Uh, everybody hates the word club. We'd rather call it A-C-H-A, but unfortunately that is the official name. So we're not able to do that. But um, this is uh, topics that are always brought up to us. It's, uh, it's a, a show about pay-for-play college hockey, but it's more than that, folks. It is a extremely, extremely um, competitive league that gets better every single year. Tonight, we've got a special guest joining us from Missouri State. We've got the head coach, Jeremy Law, joining us in about 10, 15 minutes here. And uh, we will talk some Ice Bears hockey shortly. So uh, we will uh, get going and, and talk a little bit about what's going on with the, uh, with the other things in ACHA hockey. As soon as I get Stephen connected here, we're having a few minor connection problems. So if you give us just a second, we'll get Stephen on board and, and take it from there. Steven, are you there?
3: I am. Yes. <laughs> I'm here. I I I, I got on the thing but I forgot to do the call in thing. So I I was here but I wasn't here. I heard everything you said and I was like, "Why is he not introducing me yet?" And then I then you said I was I'm like, "Wait a minute, what's going on here?" So oh, again, well, we're off to, season 2 after a great start. I think we had we did this last week and I was have I had issues last week too. So, we're off to a good start here in season 2. This is the magic of live
2: uh, broadcasting, whether it be podcast, radio, whatever it is. Can, can we uh, can we
3: go back and do that again or no?
2: <laughs> <laughs> we always go back and do it again. No, we're good. We're all good. We're here. How are things in Las Vegas? Uh,
3: well, we just have the spelling bee, so let me spell this word for you. H-O-T. Ah, oh, hot. Oh Actually, I should have said V-E-R-Y <laughs> space H-O-T. That's more appropriate. Well, we are very
2: HOT as well, but we're also getting some severe thunderstorms almost every night again. It's monsoon season here in the, the desert, and uh, we're all used to it. So, Yeah,
3: we've had we some just- here as well. We've, we've had some of those storms as well, so... So we just sit back and take it. Uh, as I mentioned
2: in the open, we got a great guest joining us in about oh, I don't know, uh, eleven minutes or so. We got the head coach from the Missouri State University Ice Bears, uh, Jeremy Law. They they actually uh, put their schedule out. So as you know, what I like to do, Stephen, as soon as somebody does something noteworthy, like a schedule or a camp or announce a captain or Whatever it might be, it's time to bring them on. Let them talk about it because this is a forum for ACHA Division One hockey, whether it be men or women. And uh, before we bring our guest on tonight, we've got some breaking news from the ASU women's side of things. So take that away.
3: Well, you'll have to apologize. I I, I was doing something else. I don't know if I have that up, Scott. You may have to share that with our our viewers. Let me uh, let me get to that.
2: Okay. Well, what I will tell you is they, they came out with the schedule. Oh, that's the wow. breaking news. Okay. Yeah. What was there something else that I missed?
3: <laughs> no, no, no. I,
2: <laughs> well, that's right. We is. were talking
3: about that. Yeah. Uh, they also again we're off to a good start. I, I, well, by the time we get started with the season, I'll, I'll have everything. Else. I mean, it must be in summer mode. That's what it is. I'm in summer mode. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Maybe that's what it is.
3: But you have the schedule up there because there's some
2: exciting dates on that schedule for uh, the AFC women's team. Including a matchup against an NCAA opponent.
3: Yes, I did do have that, that part. I, I did. I remember. I remember that when it. Uh, I do remember that now. Uh, yeah, it, it's uh, going to be exciting. I'm going to pull it up here, and uh, yeah, they got some good games coming up here. Uh, the first game is going to be the uh, the eighth of October against Grand Canyon University. They're going to have a couple of scrimmages before that, but their first official game of the season uh, will be October eighth against Grand Canyon University. And they're gonna have games against Colorado, Colorado State, uh, Lindenwood, and uh, Maryville. Uh, I'm trying to find here. Oh, here we go. Then we get down to what you were mentioning about uh, in January. They're gonna have a couple of games against Saint Saint Kate's or Saint Catherine's or Saint Kate's, I think. NCAA Division III team. Uh, that'll be your first week of weekend of January, it's the fourth and the fifth. So that should be a, a great uh, opportunity for them and a great great. Th- for them to, sh- to show off their uh, their skills against, against them.
2: And I also want to, they made an announcement uh, earlier yesterday, I think it was, uh, that Abby Steinman, number 17 on that ASU women's hockey team, has a new position with the uh, ASU sports clubs. So she's now on the executive board and will help oversee the 40-plus uh, Arizona State University sport Club, so including the Sun Devil hockey team, which is uh, the women's hockey team. So that's a big step too to get somebody on there. That just tells you that um, you know ASU women's hockey is on the rise, and I think that's no surprise to anybody.
3: No, you're absolutely right, and congratulations to her. That is going to be uh, great for them. And and as she said, yeah, she will oversee the all the the uh, sports clubs uh which will also include the uh women the uh, ASU uh, women's team so that's that's a, that's great for them and and to have somebody like that that knows ASU hockey and has been been able has played there is now going to be able to to help help make those decisions and help help you know kind of help with the uh all the club sports there on campus so that'll be good
2: Okay. And you know, as, as I've been saying for the last 18 months or so that, uh, relevancy is the word, it still continues to be the word. Um, our guest tonight, when you look at their website at Missouri state university, the ice bears, um, first of all, it's a great design. looks awesome, but they are keeping themselves out in the, uh, in the open for people, right? I mean, uh, they just had a season ticket drive, uh, for renewals and new requests. Um, they're doing, um, Uh, a countdown. So their next D one game starts in 65 days, no hours, 26 minutes and 35 seconds and counting down for both their division one and division two teams. That's awesome. They're always putting up something about uh, new recruits that are coming in. Their social media pages are buzzing. Uh, They were great help to us when I reached out and said, Hey, we need some, uh, need some help on our drive to get to 10,000 followers. Uh, they retweeted it. So uh, we're thrilled to be able to cover Ice Bears hockey this year as part of our coverage of the WCHL in d one hockey. And I think when uh, Coach Locke comes on, he's got a bunch of stuff to talk about, including uh, we'll break down their schedule and uh, and see what he thinks of that. We'll talk about some of his new players and, and go from there. Um, and then we really have to visit with him about that opportunity to get into the national tournament like they did last year because you and i have talked about it earlier Stephen, about um how big that was being the only wchl team to really play and to be able to get an opportunity to go to the uh, national tournament that experience has to be invaluable
3: yeah i, I that that would be good to ask on how they were able to <coughs> excuse me how the season went for them and and how the, um, they were able to navigate the, the season that they were able to play, and, and, and how lucky and fortunate they were able to play uh, season. And one of the things that would be interesting to, to see is if they feel like maybe they're going to have any sort of advantage over some of these other teams are going to play this year, um, certainly in the WCHL, because of uh, the fact that the other teams didn't get to play, and maybe some didn't practice as much or have, you know, it's going to take maybe some more teams to. Granted, granted, every team will be doing what they can to prepare, but it's still nothing than playing game action, playing a tournament. Like they got to play in one tournament game, um, so that, I mean, does that give them any sort of edge? Uh, I'm I don't know if the coach will admit to any of that, but we certainly need to put that out there and see if he feels like that maybe gives the team any sort of upper hand going into this upcoming season because they had that opportunity to play, and, uh, and 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 also have that opportunity to be in the tournament and and play a competitive tournament game with with his team, and and I, I think a lot of the same players are coming back, so we'll have to we'll have to ask him about that.
2: And, you know, when I say 65 days, that really puts things into perspective because you and I have been waiting around for a long time since we started this podcast. We're in season two of it now, and we still haven't had a, a podcast when there's been an actual game being played other than the national tournament. So it's going uh, to be fun for us. I know the excitement is building on our end of it is for everybody else. But um, the expansion of the WCHL, which, of course, happened last year but never uh, really materialized because there were no games played, is still the most exciting thing to be talked about because all of these teams have added more players, they've added depth, quality, and now they're going to face off against each other in co- what could be one of the most, if not the most, competitive leagues in uh, our conferences in the ACHA Division One I ranks.
3: I, I, you're right, and and it's going to be it's going to be a lot of fun. I, I really look at this uh, season. Is really going to be a, a defining season for this uh, league uh, because this league has been good and has had some good teams in it. Uh, you know, a- Arizona State, not the current iteration, but obviously the Greg Powers iteration that's now in the NCA. They were in it, and they won a championship. Other teams in this in this league, and the names escape me right now, but they have won championships. A lot of a lot of them have come from from this league, and and uh, certainly teams are competing. Arizona now. Uh, you know, Arizona's usually right in the Top of the mix in the in the tournament, one of the top seeds in there, uh, Oklahoma or Central Oklahoma at least, and and um, Missouri State was in the last year. UNLV now in it has, has had some good good seasons and will continue to get better and and some of these other teams as well. So it's it's a very good league and, and probably one of the best in the ACHA and most competitive for sure. And uh, you know, I think it's. It's a shame because these teams will play each other, and you know they'll they'll bounce each other. But you know, I think if the, a lot of the games are close, that should should bow well for for the rankings as as we be, you know as we navigate those rankings throughout the season and, and where where teams are placed and everything. But but I would expect multiple teams for sure. Um, how many? I, I we could do it over under maybe when the season starts. But uh, you know, I maybe four or five very easily could be in that field. There's only 20 teams that make it, and maybe a we could say what a fourth of them would be WCHL teams. It's quite possible that we would see that.
2: Yeah, I totally agree with you. And you know, what, what's neat about it also, Steven, and you talk about relevancy is uh, there's always something going on as, as far as production uh, when you announce your schedule and uh, you do other things, how you make it a big deal and uh, put a video thing out there or not. But um you know, when I looked at the Missouri State schedule, I said, wow, there's a lot of things, a lot of highlights on here. Obviously, the home opener, the parents weekend, um, their they're pink, the rink. Um, they have one called We're in Vegas, baby, which I really want to find out about. Uh, and then, of course, the ACHA National Tournament already on their schedule. And some real quality opponents all the way across the board, not only in the uh, the WCHL, but their uh, non-conference, if you will. Their schedule is well as I know they've got uh, – Uh, the guys up at Maryville on the schedule. So, I mean, there's just one thing after another, and I'm looking forward to just uh, chatting it up and finding out all about uh, what's going on at Missouri State. So before we do that, let's take a quick break. Um, Let's get back to uh, uh, talking some Ice Bears hockey in just a minute. But before we do that, we will uh, hear from a couple of our partners, and then we will be right back and bring on the coach, Jeremy Law, the head coach at Missouri State University. We'll be right back.
0: to see the golden knights no stopping at jesse ray's barbecue for lunch oh that fortress that combination of brisket hot links fries mac and cheese surrounded by a fence of ribs i'm in exactly jesse ray's barbecue located at 5611 south valley view boulevard right behind the mandalay bay hotel check out their pulled pork smoked chicken or the fall off the bone baby back ribs jesse ray's barbecue has been voted the best barbecue in las vegas two years running so whether it's a midday meal or a pregame feast head to jesse ray's barbecue for all their award-winning tastes
1: hi everybody this is jay from
0: Oxypal
4: you probably know our products for being used on your gear to eliminate the odor and bacteria from your sports gear and and your gym and all that stuff. Um, In in light of current events, uh, we have uh, switched up and added a new product to our production line. It's called our Have a Nice Day Hand Sanitizer. Um, It is exclusively for use on your skin, whereas our other uh, products have been exclusively for use on your fabrics and and, and gear. Uh, This product is available here at my shop. It's available on my website at www.oxypow.com. And you can pick it up or we can ship it to you anywhere in the United States.
1: If you live in the Valley, you know that there are no shortage of options when it comes to eating Mexican food. But if you want authentic taste combined with a fair price and relaxed atmosphere, then head to Burrito Express. From the breakfast burritos, which are served all day, to the combination plates for lunch, Burrito Express delivers that homemade taste you would expect from your own kitchen. Try all of our authentic Mexican recipes at any of our six East Valley locations from Scottsdale to Gilbert and all points in between. ASU alumni owned and operated since 1995. Go to BurritoExpress.com and check out our menu or find a location to order for fast pickup or
0: delivery.
1: You're listening to
2: Club Hockey Southwest Weekly. All right. Welcome back in, hockey fans. This is Club Hockey Southwest Weekly. Scott Strandy joining you from beautiful Scottsdale, Arizona tonight, where we're about to get uh, dumped on again in a monsoon storm, it looks like. And my co-host is always, Stephen Marsh up in beautiful Las Vegas. Stephen, how are things up there right now weather-wise?
3: Uh, about the same. Well, I, I don't know about the storms, but it's still very hot. Uh, it hasn't cooled down any since the last segment, and I don't it's think July, it's going to— It's July. I know. Uh, it's okay. what we expect, but it's been—I mean, it has been, <laughs> it's been excruciating hot. I mean, really uh, record-breaking it, it, last weekend and tying it an all-time high here and some areas getting to 120. Arizona's sure warm, and Death Valley almost breaking a record for the— Hottest temperature on planet earth ever 130 <laughs> degrees there it's so it's hot but uh, but uh, but we're talking hockey so hopefully that'll cool things down at least when people uh, listen to this maybe they can feel the uh, the hockey coolness uh as, as they listen to this uh, show whether it's we're, now we're or gonna give on.
2: it we're gonna give it a shot because we've got a great guest coming to us uh from missouri state university the head coach jeremy law from the ice bears jeremy scott and steven with you how are you and thanks for joining us tonight
4: oh, i'm doing great and thanks for having me guys
2: Jeremy, I've been saying for the last 18 months or so uh, to anybody that listened to me is with the pandemic, it's all about staying relevant, especially if you're an ACHA uh, program. And you guys were ultimately relevant as far as WCHL goes. I had a chance to see you guys play in the national tournament. Um, Tell us a little bit about that and what it's been like the last 18 months or so navigating your team and and your program through uh, an unprecedented time.
4: Yeah, well, things were definitely different last year, and we were very fortunate to to be able to be the only WCHL team uh, program that was able to play. And I think um, we, we're very you know blessed and lucky to to be able to do that. So um, I think uh, it, it was challenging for sure. Keeping um, the first half, the first semester, we um, weren't weren't able to play, but we we got to practice, and that gave us something to look forward to, knowing that. Uh, we were most likely going to start playing in the second semester, and uh, we were able to put a 20 game schedule together. Uh, two of our games got canceled due to weather, but uh, so we we played 18 games, and uh, I, I felt like it was great for our guys. It definitely kept me sane uh, missing a year of hockey. <laughs> I don't know if I, I don't know if I would have been able to to survive that. So yeah, we're we're fortunate. I think uh, our guys really, you know, we obviously took the precautions needed to to stay as safe as we could through the pandemic. And uh, yeah, we're just super fortunate that we did get to play. So.
2: Well, I know Stephen's got some questions coming up, so uh, before we get to that, I just want to say that we've added you guys as part of our coverage area, even though it may not be a classic Southwest location for you, Springfield, Missouri, but um, we felt like the WCHL is just going to be so good and so competitive this year that we wanted to cover everybody. So uh, I guess a warm welcome to you to join in our uh, our coverage area. We're thrilled to have you. A
3: a very warm welcome from the desert Southwest here where it's (laughs) 110-plus.
2: Yeah, no,
4: I, and I'm, uh, I'm planning a family vacation there in two weeks. And I was looking, it's going to be like 115. So yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> i uh, I, I love Vegas. So, and, uh, and we, we appreciate you guys covering us. Thank you so much.
2: Okay. So Stephen, fire away. I know you got questions about, uh, the, uh, Missouri state program.
3: I, I do. Yes. Uh, well, well, welcome your visit to Vegas in a couple of weeks. But let me let me ask you this because you guys did get to play a season and the other WCHL teams, as you mentioned, did not. Do you um, do you expect maybe that gives you guys maybe an upper hand going into this season that you guys did have a season together when these other teams have, are just tr- are trying to, to stay with the practice realm or, or whatever they could do and, and they didn't get to play any games you guys did. You got to play in a tournament game. Um, but going into this season now, do you think feel like that should give you guys any sort of edge, do you feel? Yeah,
4: that, that's a tough question. I, I since we've been on such a long break now, I think I feel like when we get back, it'll be all fresh. Everyone will be rusty again, and it's kind of, you know, getting back on the ice after every summer break, even a Christmas break. It's it's almost like a new season, um, where I think it might give us a, a small advantage. Is you know some of our freshmen that now have half a year or twenty game eighteen games under their belt. Um, I think that's gonna you know make them a little older wiser stronger uh you know they've already had a, a half a season of acha hockey under their belt so i think it, it definitely helps our freshmen whereas other teams that uh their freshmen just you know didn't get to play and didn't get to see what the level of competition was like uh so it may be a small advantage I, i'm not no, i'm not sold that uh, we're going to come in and you know be where we left off at the end of last season but i do think it gave some guys some confidence uh you know, that it's not going to be a new season and, you know, a new experience for
2: him. So Jeremy, when we look at your schedule and let's start right there, then we'll talk a little bit about your upcoming roster as well. But um, I like it on your website that you have the, uh, the next D one game starts in 65 days. And when I was telling Steven that I'm going like, you know, we started this podcast right uh, as the pandemic began. Unfortunately, we were planning a trip to the national tournament in Texas. And next thing you know, everything's canceled. So, We've yet to have our podcast on when there's been games on other than the national tournament. So um, September 17th, you're going to open uh, at home. So let's start right there. Tell us about your opponent on the 17th and 18th, and what you expect uh, from from them and your team.
4: Yeah, so uh, it's something we historically we we've done. We didn't last year because Illinois State um, obviously didn't didn't play. But the the last four years, four seasons I've been the coach here, we've we've always opened up with Illinois State um kind of alternating going to their barn or them coming to us. So uh we're kind of back on tradition opening up with Illinois State. They're coming to us. Um, you know, pending pending any worsening situation with the with the pandemic. Um, you know, we're expecting a sold-out crowd. And uh, uh you know, opening up at home is is gonna be exciting. So we have a great fan base here. I, I know we just did a big season ticket push and booster club push and um I mean, uh, the last the last season, you know, prior to this pandemic year, uh, I believe we sold out every home game. So it's going to be fun to, to be in front of a full crowd again. Last year, uh, we, we only allowed 350 into the building because of the social distancing. And so I, I'm looking forward to getting back in front of our crowd. It's a it's a huge home ice advantage for us. Our guys um, really rise to the occasion when when we have our crowd in front of us.
2: Okay, so then weekend two and three are on the road. The first one um, is a real, real eye opener for everybody. I think every time you play them, and then the first WCHL game. So give us a quick rundown on uh, September 24th and 25th, and uh, the first weekend in October.
4: Yeah, we 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 try to be very methodical when we put our schedule together. I think um, going on the road early and back to back weeks is is important when when you have a you know a new team. We have. A lot of new players coming in. I think that uh, camaraderie of, of being on on the road together and um, being on the bus, and especially a long trip to to Colorado, um, it, I think I really like enjoy as a coach being on the being on the road early in the season. So, uh, Lindenwood's always tough. They're you know always ranked one, two, or three in the in the in the country. So, I think uh, getting them early might uh, might help us. Uh, they usually tend to. I mean, they're they're strong at, at all points of the season, but I think uh, playing them early on is, is definitely a good good opportunity for us to to go in and maybe catch them off guard or or you know get them before they're the the well oiled machine they are. So,
2: <laughs> like they always are. Uh, I'll yeah. let Stephen take away with the, uh, the the next games in the WCHL. So, Stephen, fire away.
3: Yeah. So. So, Coach, uh, let's let's talk about the the games on the eighth and the ninth. Also, you have home games on the 22nd, and the 23rd. But specifically about GCU, Grand Canyon University, who's a new team in the WCHL, along with UNLV, another team that you will play. And Scott will ask about that. But um, what 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 do you know about GCU and 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 the, the program out there? They're a team that's uh, they've really really improved, and they're really trying to make a, a name for themselves, some noise in the in the uh, Division One level. And and the, certainly the WCHLs—they'll get a, a crack at playing in this league. Um, but what have you seen from them, and and, and just being able to follow follow them? And, and what are you looking forward to about playing them that first week in October? Yeah, I I, th-
4: I have a lot of respect for them. I know uh, Kelly Newton there, uh, one of their coaches. I know they've uh, done a great job when they were at the Division Two level. They had a really good team. They moved up to D one, and um, I, I I have a lot of respect for them. I think they're going to be well coached and. Um, they've, you know, we, I've had some recruiting battles with them on some players and I, I know they work hard in the, in the recruiting department. So, um, I, I'm looking forward to seeing how they do in the WCHL. And I, I think, uh, I'm glad that, you know, I'm glad the, the league's gone to 10 teams now. I think it's, it was good for the league and, uh, to separate the two divisions. And so, yeah, I'm looking forward to them coming here and, uh, should be a good series.
2: So, Jeremy, the worst kept secret, uh, I think, in hockey is the fact that uh, Lindenwood is, is on their way to a NCAA program. And uh, I'm taking you a step backwards here a little bit, but um, playing Rick Zombo's squad, no matter what, is, is always tough, as you mentioned. But um, is that kind of a measuring stick for you when you guys play them to see, even though it's early in the year, to see where you're at and where you need to improve and, and get better?
4: Yeah, no, absolutely. When we when we put together our schedule, and we're very fortunate to be in the Western Collegiate Hockey League. So um, all of our opponents are tough. But uh, when we're when we're looking out at, at out of conference games, we we definitely try to schedule the toughest opponents we can. And I think you only get better by playing you know better teams and better competition. So um, we've been very fortunate to build a relationship with uh, Coach Zombo there, and in doing a home and home the last. Three or four years with them. And I think that's something that um, would have continued if, if, uh, uh, without them going on to NCAA. But, um, yeah, we're looking forward. I I know they're going to have a tough team this year and they've started recruiting already for, for their NCAA program. So I think they will be as elite as they've been this year. Um, probably expecting their strongest team they've ever had. So I, it is, it's a good measuring stick and, um, it's good to see we've, we've, uh, (laughs) we've fared, either really well against them with, with one goal (laughs) losses or, or, you know, some overtime games. I think we've taken them to overtime twice in the last four years, but um, we still haven't, uh, you know, cracked, cracked the the win with, with me at the helm here. So uh, looking forward to hopefully getting that this year.
3: And so not only get- that, Scott, but you look at this, the, the fir- first uh, road trip, the second weekend of the season they play him, and then the second to last uh, weekend of the year they play him. So you uh, you talk about a comparison from beginning to the end. They can play him at the beginning of the season, and then they'll play him at home at the towards the end of the season. And that could be really a, a chance to see – Exactly where the improvement lies uh, throughout the season. Yeah, no, and and
4: that's done by design. We we definitely try to play them in in one of the last two weekends of the year leading up to nationals, uh, just because you want to be that's when you want to be playing your best hockey, and um, you don't want you know any uh, you know easy weekends that won't get you prepared for nationals. So um, last year, um, you know, our senior night was against them and before nationals, and the year before, same thing. Um, So this year, it's uh, it's actually our senior night, our last home uh, home weekend, uh, against Linwood. So.
2: Okay, I'm going to let Steven take it away with UNLV because he's the, uh, he's the resident expert up in Vegas. So go ahead, Steven.
3: Yeah. So another new team you'll be playing this year will be UNLV. And as you mentioned, the, uh, it's, it's a good thing to have this now as a 10 team league, but just, um, what have you seen from the UNLV program? Cause they're a really good team too. And they're well coached and, and, and led well. And, and just how excited are you going to be able to come here to Las Vegas for the first time and, and play a team like UNLV here in, in Las Vegas uh, the weekend of uh, uh, October 29th and the 30th.
4: Yeah, I no, we're, we're excited for that trip. I, I know um, the last time I saw UNLV I actually watched them play uh, at the national tournament when we were in Dallas, I was able to watch them and, and uh, they uh, uh, had a really good team. I, I expect the same from them. I know I lost a, a very good Canadian recruit to them last year and, uh, so I do know they have some strong players. They they had one of my former players, Victor Brask. There, I know he's graduated now, but um, they do a good job in the recruiting department, and uh, I, I think they'll be uh, they'll be one of the top teams in the WCH, WCHL. I would I would suspect so.
2: Okay, so w- we're getting through the first part of the schedule. We kind of see what's going on there. You, you guys are building a rivalry, I think, also with Maryville, aren't you?
4: Yeah, no, we we are, and that's uh, Maryville has had our number the last few years, and uh, it it definitely is a biggest rival. We had unbelievable crowds, unbelievable con- competition between them. I, I would say Maryville's our new uh, out of conference rival for sure, and uh, we 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 battle with those guys. Uh, John Hogan's a good friend and a good coach over there, but. They they've kind of had our number the last few years, so uh, looking forward to hopefully getting some uh, some revenge this year.
3: And let me ask you on that because I think every team has this where they the one team they play, there's always like one team that just for some reason, no matter what, always seems to have another team's uh, number. And for you, you mentioned it seems to be Maryville. So what I mean, how how do you kind of overcome that? What do you kind of do? How much motivation does that give you guys to, especially teams against that that? Um, you see it and, and why does that even happen? Why why does it just seem like one team is good against another team like that and have so much, you fun? know,
4: I, I wish I had the answer because then it wouldn't, it wouldn't be happening. But uh, <laughs> I, I think uh, That's it, it's true. weird. I mean, we, we uh, in, in the first three years I was here, we were, I think five Oh and one against UCO who was a powerhouse at the time. And then um, a new team like Maryville and no disrespect, but you know, then you go one and four against Maryville. So, um it's it's yeah it's I I'm not quite sure I know may, maybe when they first came into the league some of our guys might have uh um might have underestimated them um just being a new team and um so I uh not sure if that's you know maybe just something where the guys don't come prepared thinking it's going to be tough competition and uh but I, I don't know it's just something you got we got to get mentally up for and I know I know we will this this year we uh uh, we we battle we recruit battle against them and uh, it's uh, definitely a lot of our guys are from the St. Louis area so uh, going to play them it's kind of like a home game for them too.
2: I, I want to go through these highlights real quick uh, on your schedule before we get to your roster, Jeremy. But uh, you talk about the home opener, big time always. Parents' weekend, uh, pink the rink is obviously the uh, the um, uh, pink pink for breast cancer, correct? that weekend?
4: Yes, yes it is yes, it is. Okay. That's a, a huge fundraiser weekend for us that, that we we paint the ice pink and uh, auction off the jerseys and uh, yeah it's a great weekend for us. So
2: and I know everybody that saw the schedule is going like Okay, we already talked about you going to UNLV, but you got to have it circled and highlighted on your uh, Twitter account as "We're in Vegas, baby." Tell me the excitement level for you guys, because it's more than just going up and playing a good team. It, it's Vegas, right?
4: Yeah, no, yeah, it's it's Vegas. I know the guys will be you know be excited to go to Vegas, and um, it's a long bus ride, which is always fun for the guys, but. Uh, we we've already you know uh, chosen a hotel that's not anywhere near the strip and <laughs> it's going to be all it's, it's going to be all business when we go there. So um, we we it, although it'll be fun and exciting, I think uh, probably our parents are more excited. Our players' parents are <laughs> bet more they excited are. about the trip. So um, and I have a couple of scouts up in Canada that have already asked if if the team's picking up their their flights to to come down and watch those games. So. <laughs>
3: Yeah, it probably helps that the where UNLV plays, of course, the, the practice facility for the Vegas Golden Knights is out, is away from the strip. It's in Summerlin, about 20 minutes away from the strip, and there's a hotel right there across the street from there. So you, you won't even, they won't even have to go to the strip. You don't, you don't even, have, and so you can be more focused on the game. Because that was a thing when the um, when the NHL came here and the Golden Knights started playing. Is these NHL teams coming in and were they going to be distracted with the strip? Obviously, they were going to play a T-Mobile, which is right on the strip, and there was are they going to be distracted and all these distractions the vegas flu was a thing for a while and the distraction there so (laughs) i
4: i I actually have a funny story about that i was in vegas one time and i was at a i was at a club and uh the new york islanders came in the night before their game and they they were there till two in the morning and uh they got smoked the next night so i uh yeah i know i've seen i've seen it firsthand for sure
2: (laughs) okay so so let's break down that roster a little bit tell us uh where you think your strength is going to be this year and, and who you look to uh, as, as being some of the main guys on your roster? Yeah,
4: no, it's a, it's a great question. I think um, we have uh, two, two of our three goaltenders coming back. So um, we're, we're very confident in, in our, in our back end there. And um, we've, we've brought in some really good, I think we probably focused a lot on bringing in some defensive recruits. Um, we have some, you know, a couple, a couple Canadian defensemen, a couple St. Louis defensemen, that uh, have, have are really going to bolster our back end and give us a lot of depth back there. Um, probably our, our, you know, we're we're excited about all our recruits, but um, Noah Bressa, uh defenseman from British Columbia, Whistler, BC, uh, was a was a great junior player up there in Canada. We're we're very excited about him. He, he's coming in. He brings leadership. Uh, brings a lot of you know experience. He's he's ran the power play for for the last four years of playing juniors, and um, it's a guy I think that's that's really going to help us out back there. So um, yeah, we 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 have uh, a total of five new defensemen coming in. I think that'll give us the depth we've needed, and uh, and then we have a lot of a good returners up front, and um, you know bringing in a little bit up there too. So we I think we'll be this will be the deepest year since I've been here as far as depth and. You know, I don't like to, you know, get too excited because I've had great teams on paper before that have underachieved and I've had um, teams that have overachieved. So it's 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 all chemistry and how how we, uh, you know, uh, co- I think coaching really plays a part, you know, early on in making these guys gel and play together for each other and uh, have an identity. So that's something Cookie and I'll have to do is kind of find our, our team strengths and uh, come up with an identity and and go from there.
2: Okay, so I don't know if you were aware of this, Jeremy, but uh, in April, April 5th, I, I took off uh, from Scottsdale and made a trek um, 7,662 miles uh, until May 5th when I got back here. And my point was to not only brand our, us a little bit, but also to compare the levels of hockey. So I saw USHL All-Star game. I saw the NCAA Frozen Four. I came back and saw some AHL hockey. I went over to the national tournament, saw you guys and and the rest of the guys that were in that tournament, and then went down and saw ECHL action in Allen, Texas, and the uh, U18 World um, Championships that were being played in uh, Frisco. So I took in this whole thing, and and what I came away with, Jeremy, was the fact that, man, oh, man, the college and uh, professional levels of kids between the ages of 18 and 24, let's say, um, is getting really, really close. So, from an ACHA perspective, are you seeing the talent of the guys that you're getting now uh, better than it's ever been?
4: Yeah, uh, honestly, I do. I, I tell I tell people this all the time, and I I played NCAA Division three myself, and um, I I was at a very reputable NCAA Division three school that was you know ranked in the in the top fifteen and um, you know, we made the frozen four and all that kind of good stuff. And I, I think my team here at Missouri state would, would, um, you know, be just as strong or even stronger at times. than than when I played back at uh, NCAA division three, so yeah, this, this level is getting very good. Um, I think there's, there's still a pretty good gap from the, the top, you know, the top 20 teams in the country to the bottom 20 teams at the ACHA division one level, but, uh, the top end teams like the Lindenwoods, the, Um, the Adrians, I mean, those teams are very, very good. And I I like to think we're, we're right up there, but um, you know, until we, until we have some success at the national tournament, I'm, uh, you know, I'm still going to say we're not quite there yet, but um, yeah, this, this level is great. And I think it's just continuing to grow and getting better. So.
2: Well, we know it's a pay for play league, but we also know that the guys take it very serious and, I give a lot of credit to the coaching staff for that because you guys have uh, have pushed the guys to a level where you know what you you got to play to to be the very best no matter what level you're playing at. So what's the secret to that?
4: Yeah, it, it's tough because I, I think you know coming to play college hockey. There's there's the aspect of you know going to college and guys you know wanting to have fun and we, it, a lot of it is recruiting. I, I try to recruit guys that. Uh, you know, do take hockey very seriously. And, and, you know, a lot of them do want to play after college, whether it's, you know, minor pro or, um, so I think it's, uh, there, there's a fine line. You definitely, we, we act like, uh, we try to act as professional as we can and and treat it very competitive, but, um, you know, there's, there's still the aspect of, um, it is college hockey. And, and I know that, uh, uh, there's other activities that guys like to do and, and, they like to experience the college life too, but, uh, we, we, we treat it as, as professional as we can. And, um, you know, try to, I think, I think if you instill, you know, video sessions and, and structure and itineraries and, uh, scouting the other teams and, and these guys, you know, feed into that and they, they, you know, really buy into what you're trying to, the culture you're trying to build.
2: All right, Steven, you got one more for the coach?
3: Yeah, I guess this one would be kind of a two parter. So I think uh, first part would be describe yourself maybe uh, as as a coach. Uh, what kind of coach are you? How, you know, when, when you're leading this team, I mean, what what when people see you behind the bench, um, what do they? What do you try to instill on your team, and then the second part of that would be as for the team, for people that don't know this team and, and don't know that much about it, and you've kind of shared about the roster and who you try to recruit. But what is what makes up uh, Missouri State hockey? Like what what. What the what kind of game do you guys try to play when you're out there on the ice competing every game?
4: Yeah, I know those are those are tough questions here. But I think uh I, I try I, I try to walk the fine line of of being a, a player's coach and um but also um you know making sure that there's structure. So I, I, I really try to give the team an identity and, and help guys buy in and play for each other. So I, I'm not uh I'm not the yeller screamer. I it's more more so cookie, my assistant coach, but, uh, I, uh, I definitely just try to, you know, instill that we're, we're playing for each other. We're playing for the crest on the front of our Jersey and, um, you know, being competitive right from the beginning and, and hockey's fun, winning's fun. Um, and I think that, uh, just playing for the guy next to you in the locker room is my biggest message. I, I really send to the guys and, um, you know, just giving a, giving all out effort in practices and games is, is very important to me too. So uh, not taking any shifts off, not taking any shortcuts. Um, and I, I kind of, I really, uh, I'm not a big dictator. I, I let the guys kind of police themselves and um, you know, play, play for each other is kind of the biggest thing. Cause you know, they're, they're not playing for me. They're, they're playing for the school and and for the rest of the, you know, 20 guys in the locker room. So.
2: Uh, very well put. My, mine is a two-parter, too, the last one for you here, and then we'll let you always leave by, uh, by talking about your program and talking to your fans directly. So that's coming up. But uh, my two-parter is on your coaching staff because we had, we had Cookie, as you say, on uh, right before the uh, national tournament. I was able to give him on. I, I didn't want to bug you because I knew you had things to do, and I thought, <sighs> Cookie's got nothing to do. He'll come uh, and he, on. He's, and, and he, he's a
4: he's a journalism major. He's a he's way better. He's way better at this stuff than I am. So
2: uh, anyway, um, we got him right after right after practice. I think he's night. listening right now, too. Yeah, I think yeah, he's in the I'm, chat here. Sure, so. yeah, sure <laughs> and he's awesome. And, and and tell him. Yeah, he does yell. He gets excited. We, we can tell. I saw him on the bench. I know that he, he gets worked up. But tell us about your coaching staff.
4: Yeah, no, I'm real fortunate to have, have Cookie, and uh, he, he's so passionate about about our organization and about about the game of hockey, and um, could, couldn't ask for you know a better assistant coach. He uh, he he seriously treats us so professional, has so much passion for the team, the the guys, um, how how they progress, you know, everything about the game. So uh, it's nice having him. He he does a lot of my work. He he makes my job so much easier. And uh, having someone that uh, also has the same passion as I do. I mean, this is my full-time job. I, I, you know, love this team so much and love this organization. So I think the both of us together uh, really put our heart and soul into this. So I I think that helps when you have someone that, uh, you know, loves their job as much as I do, so.
2: Okay, the final the final part of that two-parter is I know you've worked with junior hockey uh, all over, but but down in the southwest and in Texas, and, and so is Cookie. But talk to us a little bit about the, uh, the NAHL and uh, the level of play and, and just how good that level's getting.
4: Yeah, the, the North American hockey, yeah. And I, I was fortunate enough to be an assistant coach uh, in uh, Santa Fe before they moved to Topeka. And so I know that level well. And I was also with the Texas Brahmas. Um uh, right when they went to the North American Hockey League, so that that level is very good for sure. There's a lot of good coaches, a lot of good organizations, and uh, a lot a lot of players getting drafted, you know, out of the NA now and and getting you know good Division One scholarship opportunities. So uh, that level is great. Those are a lot of the players we we go after at this level, and uh, a lot of them get you know slip through the cracks and and don't uh, get NCAA D1 offers. So those are those are a lot of good players that end up in our league. So um, it's it's a great league and uh, have a lot of respect for it. Um, I, I compare it to the British Columbia Hockey League up in Canada, and the in the you know not not a far step down from the USHL either. So,
2: yeah, that's kind of what I figured I would hear from you because I've seen that same thing and I've seen the growth. And uh, we'll let you go on this one, Coach. Uh, your well, chance to talk to the uh, Ice Bear faithful, let them know uh, what they can expect out of the uh, Ice Bears this season when you hit the ice and. And uh, how excited you are to see your product in action?
4: Yeah, we're we're so excited about this season. Getting again our full house of fans back, and uh, the just the excitement from the booster club and the season ticket holders we have already. Uh, it's going to be a fast, a fast, exciting team this year, and uh, uh, they're they're in for a treat because I, I really feel like this is a uh, is going to be our best team we've had in a long time here. So, um, knock, knocking on wood as I say that, but. Um, we're, we're passionate about this season and uh, really looking forward to it. So,
2: All right. Well, we appreciate you coming on. Save a seat for me because I'm going to get down there and see you guys at least a couple times this year. Uh, maybe even get down there before the season starts just to uh, introduce myself and, and see a little bit about your facilities. I'm looking forward to it.
4: If you have not been to a game here, it, it is super exciting and not, not being biased. I mean, we, we play all over the country, but uh, our, our rank, our atmosphere, how, how loud it gets – um, it's a fun place to watch a hockey game.
2: Can't wait. Coach, oh, thank Lai, you. I appreciate, appreciate your time, and, and thanks for spending uh, an evening with us because it's always great. Whenever you got something to talk about, the forum is always open on Wednesday nights. we got it covered here, 7.30 p.m. Oh. Mountain Time, all the way around the uh, calendar.
4: Oh, it helped that there was no NHL playoffs on tonight. I appreciate you guys so much supporting us, and uh, thank, it was a pleasure being on.
2: All right, thank you very much. That's Jeremy Law, the head coach at uh, Missouri State University, the Ice Bears. Uh, What a great conversation. Steve and I are going to be right back to wrap up another Club Hockey Southwest Weekly episode in about two minutes.
0: At the heart of any good cocktail is the quality of the spirit used. And if you want to make the best margaritas, or if you just want a straight shot of the best-tasting tequila, then Roger Klein's Canción Tequila is the brand for you.
1: located in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada, is proud to partner with Ice Time Hockey Southwest. As a premier ACHA Division I university, UNLV offers a unique chance to play college hockey. Experience a pro setting in Hockey Mad Las Vegas while you earn your degree in any of our over 300 majors in one of the world's destination cities. If this sounds right for you, then visit us at rebelhockey.com to get your future started today. Your hometown hockey team, your Western Collegiate Hockey
4: League champions, your Arizona Wildcats. Tickets for Arizona hockey are now on sale. Support your Wildcats as they battle ASU for another Cactus Cup championship and more at the Tucson Arena. Your hockey team, your Arizona Wildcats. Call 791-4101 for tickets now.
1: You're listening to Club Hockey Southwest Weekly.
2: All right, and we're back. Club Hockey Southwest Weekly. Scott Strandy joining you from beautiful Scottsdale, Arizona, where, like I said earlier, it's about to dump on us with uh, more monsoon rain, so we'll take it. We can always use it here in the desert. And my co-host is ours, Stephen Marsh, up in beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada, where it's just simply H-O-T. Stephen, uh, as we always do, uh, as I always ask of my co-hosts every time we have a guest on, Give us a little feedback of what you heard from Coach Law tonight and the uh, Missouri State Ice Bears.
3: Uh, first of all, maybe now that the NHL season's over with, it may be easier to get some guests on, as he said, if thank goodness there wasn't an NHL game on tonight because he, he's <laughs> – anyways, but, um, you know, it, I really liked that, uh, you know, some of the things he said about, you know, who they are as a team and, and how the way he coaches and, and uh, playing for the, the guy next to you in the locker room. Um, I think that's an important aspect of a of a, of a true solid team play. Um, it's, I mean, it's obviously you want to do well, but you're trying to do well, have the other person do well, and I think that really helps with the mindset of a team and and, and having success there. Uh, I love the the end there, the excitement. He's excited for this team as as he should, as the coach. But you know, really truly feeling like this season's going to be one of their their best seasons that they've had. Um, so that's, that's exciting for us as we're starting to cover these teams now and, and have the, have them in, in our coverage uh, spot here that, um, we'll get to see that uh, in action to see that excitement. Um, you know, they're going to come out here to Las Vegas. So I'll, I'll get to see them in person here in Vegas. They're, you know, they're going to be in uh, grand Canyon's going to go there, you know, so that, that's, that'll be exciting. that some of these other teams they play as well. So, uh, it's, it's exciting to see that. And, um, you know, and, and, and he also said that it wasn't maybe doesn't the only thing that maybe an advantage that they get from having uh, played this last season in a pan. Did, Did I lose you for a
2: minute? I'm here. <laughs> okay. Uh, you cut so, out for just a second. Sorry. Uh, uh, just uh, I don't want cut- to finish it up. Yeah.
3: Okay. Well, anyways. Um, where the freshmen are not going to have this new experience for them because they've already played 20 games in a tournament game. So that that's maybe an advantage that he says that they might have on other teams that have freshmen that didn't get to play a season and that's still going to be a new experience because uh, as we've said the ACHA level this level is it's is, is competitive. It's not just, you know, it's 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 good hockey. It's it's high skilled. Uh, it's fast at times and and uh, so it's freshmen come in and maybe they're not used to that and it's, it's a wake up call for them. And so they've their freshmen will have already had that experience. So that might give them a little bit of a leg, but other than that, he's right. I think with, they're going to be, you know, the summer's off and and coming back and starting the season up just like other teams will. So I think there's still, there they might be still see me, rust that will be shaken off just like other teams will. So, um, so we'll see what happens, but yeah, it was great having him on and uh, we'll look forward to the season for Missouri state uh, this upcoming year in the WCHO. Well, one
2: of the things we didn't talk about uh, is the fact that they do have a perspective camp, an ID camp, they call it, which is limited to their current players, incoming college freshmen and college transfer student players, as well as eligible junior players and AAA-level junior and senior high school players. Um, but they're going to have that on the uh, July 31st and August 1st on the West Rink at the Jordan Valley Ice Park in Springfield. Um, so if there's some players that are uh, – looking at that, that might be a really good time to, uh, to get down there and experience it. Other things going on. They, they have some uh, parent guardian informational panel to discuss with. They have uh, financial aid to discuss with team costs, all those expectations going through the ACHA and NCAA policies and procedures. And, you know, that you just can't get enough of that. And I think that's really great that they're putting that out there early to, you know, not only see if they can find some more players, but also to educate the ones that they have coming in. So, um, Maybe, if my schedule works out okay, I may be coming through there about that time. So that would be a, a really fun thing to attend.
3: Yeah, that would be great. You get put on some more miles there. I, like I always share with our guests about your adventures that you go on, your 7,000-plus adventure that you took in – in. Uh, uh, hold on. It's 7,662. Well, I said 7,000-plus. <laughs> I said 7,000-plus. <laughs> but just write down. But that's, you that's... want to be <laughs> – 7,000 000... – Six hundred
2: sixty-two.
3: <laughs> sixty-two. There you go. Yeah.
2: Put that okay. in your brain.
3: Put that in my brain. Good thing you didn't go. Bank. Good thing you didn't go four extra miles because you'd have seven six 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 and that six six six. That's oh, we right. don't want that. We no, don't no, want no. That. So good thing you kept it four, mi- four miles uh, less. Than, than... <laughs> exactly.
2: <laughs> okay. Okay. So we're gonna wrap up the show today with what did you call this when you texted it to me? What are we gonna call this? The the marsh? What? a uh, whip around you know we're kind of got marsh go, whip around okay around. i love it the we're, new marsh whip around for the last 5 minutes of the show take it away marsh well
3: <laughs> we're in july we're, we're in the heart of the summer the off season whatever you want to call it. all a lot of these teams it's not there's always stuff stuff going on um so i decided to kind of look at our teams all the wchl teams and see what's going on some of the stuff we have uh, announced and we've talked a little bit about before but we're kind of kind of just kind of everything put everything now together here on this July uh, 14th day. And, and we'll kind of talk about everything that's going on with some of these uh, WCHL teams that I could find scouring the social medias and the websites and what, what, what have you. So let me start with this. Uh, Start with Colorado State. Um, we, we see it in the schedules that these teams are playing Colorado State. Well, they put out on their Twitter back in beginning of June that they have been approved to play. So we, we got the official confirmation there, and we, we knew that because the schedules have reflected that they were on the schedules, but uh, they did put that out there and that they were going to announce details for their uh, pre-development uh, camp coming soon. So that, we'll wait for that to come out. Colorado- Stephen,
2: do we know if they've made an announcement on the coach yet? Because I know that was getting close, and I haven't heard one way or the other.
3: They're not seeing anything about a coach yet, so I think we are still got to wait on that. Uh, but, uh, you know, there's still some time. But, yeah, it is getting close to the, the season where the teams would start to start coming together and, and getting ready to play. Maybe they have maybe they have one, and they just not putting it out there. You never know. You know sometimes, it just depends on how much these teams put information out there in the, in the summer. But um, So we'll see. But I haven't seen anything been published publicly about that yet. Okay, continue the whip around. Okay, we're going to stay with Colorado. We'll do the Buffaloes. Um, uh, most of this we didn't announce. We did already announce um, on their Twitter page. They announced that there were some internship opportunities available. For if, if someone in that area is a student there and wants to help out with their team in content creation, social media, photographer, team manager, uh, there is information about that on the uh, CU Buffalo's uh, Twitter account. And I should have written down what it is, but people can search CU Buffalo's hockey on Twitter and they'll find it. Um, also, they're going to have some tryouts at the end of August. And that information is available on the Twitter account as well. Um, so we're going to move to Under the uh,
2: Twitter account. I think you can call it CU Buffs. CU Buffs Hockey, I think. Yeah, uh, yep, I, think I believe right. you're right. That okay. sounds right. Okay, we're going to go to it's Arizona. And,
3: we're going to go to Arizona, and uh, we've mentioned this before, but we'll, we'll revisit this uh, again. Uh, you're going to have the uh, jersey retirement uh, uh, for Jeremy Goltz on the uh, 4th of uh, December against ASU. and, and, of course, you had a chance to, to be there when that was announced, and, and people can go. they haven't watched it yet, they can go to the YouTube channel, Ice Time SW YouTube channel, and and watch that. You also had a chance to talk to Jeremy for a few minutes with that, so another plug for that. Um, you can check that out. But their full schedule hasn't come out yet. As, you, as we've talked about before, they're waiting for, you know, how with the Tucson Roadrunners and what their schedule is and the ice availability with the Tucson Arena where they play, so we have to wait on that. Um, Other teams have released their schedule, and it shows when they're playing Arizona. So we're kind of getting bits and pieces of that, but we haven't seen that. And and they've also put out some player recruits too, and there's been a few of those uh, in the last few months that people can check out. But the latest thing with Arizona recently was that big announcement with Jeremy Goltz's jersey being retired on the 4th of December against ASU. Okay, where are you going next on the Whip Around? Well, we're gonna stay in Arizona. This is the ASU men's, and uh, I don't really have anything on them actually. Uh, I don't have anything that they, they put are out very, there.
2: very quiet, which is uh, sometimes scary in this uh, business because that means they could be stockpiling some real talent. We know they're always competitive.
3: Yeah, I mean they are, and so we'll have to wait and see on uh, if there if there is stuff that's being happening behind the scenes, which I'm sure there is, and they just don't want to put anything out there until the season comes. Maybe they don't. Um, you know since it's the summer if, if they have students running a lot of this stuff you know if they're, if they're not in school or whatever so um, we'll have to wait and see on that as, as the school gets closer and maybe as, as the teams get together on that but um, we do know you know if you look at other team schedules we can kind of see where Arizona State is going to play some of their games so people can look on other teams uh, schedules um, so and, we- and that's
2: a that's a good time for me to remind people that we are working on a WCHL composite schedule that you'll be able to see all the WCHL games all on one spot Okay. Cool.
3: That'll be good. we we'll go next. Uh, we'll go to Grand Canyon. and we'll try to do this uh, somewhat fast here. We can end on t- somewhat on time. Uh, Grand Canyon, um, really the latest things for them. They have some new commits. Uh, Michael Lewis from Northern Colorado Eagles. I think we've mentioned that before um, recently in the last couple of weeks. Uh, Colby Donovan as well as somebody that was just announced, I think in the last week or so, a forward from Danbury Jr. Hat Tricks in the uh, NA3HL in uh, Connecticut there. So, uh, and then, of course, there's some open positions also. If Grand Canyon students or anybody that's associated with that team, if or that school, if they're looking for opportunities, they've got some open positions for internships. And there's a list of those on their Twitter page as well. And you can reach out to them as they're going to look for some help, helping with some of that stuff for their season coming up. Okay. Next up. Yep, we're going to go to we're going to go to UNLV. We're going to go to Las Vegas. Um, they're the ones I think that really good about. Putting stuff out there and staying, staying relevant, as you like to say. Um, Do we have a captain yet? Well, <laughs> well uh, but we might have one soon. Here, uh, there is an announcement scheduled for July sixteenth. Uh, that's this Friday, and the picture that went along with that was a, a looked like a big C that you would see like a, on a on a sweater or a jersey or a sweater or whatever you want to call it. And so that hinted that it would be a captain announcement. And then there's been some other pictures been posted out that has like some a couple of different players. Uh, with so maybe hinting that they might be the captain oh, or relevancy or relevancy be the assistant captain or just kind of getting the buzz out there right relevant, relevancy so uh, there you go um, also from UNLV their schedule is out and we know that their first game is going to be October 1st versus uh, Illinois so that's uh, exciting there and then of course their golf tournament is to come as well in August and be more information on the coach uh, greener vigneri greener confirmed that when he was on with us and and that will be coming up in august and i think they're still finalizing some details on that but that should be coming out soon Uh, that's always a fun event uh, every year and last year they sold out and uh with all the sponsorships and all the uh the the participants too so that was a that was fun and we were out there last year for that and that was that was fun so Okay, where are we going next? Well, we're going to go to Utah. Uh, Utah, a lot of their uh, news has been regarding their new D2 team that they just put together. You know, We do a lot of folks with the D1, but D2 we give some love to, and and they've put together a lot of their coaching staff, and you can go to their Twitter page and their website too. Uh, There's too many to name right now. They've, They've put quite a staff together. A lot of them look like they're former Utah players, and so that's going to be kind of cool. Uh, Nick Fornelius uh, is the uh, head coach for that team, so congrats to him. And uh, they also have out there that their golf tournament is coming up. It's August 26th, so hopefully UNLV's isn't about the same time because that would be tough if we wanted to try to make both, or you may try to make both. Uh, But uh, their golf tournament is August 26th uh, up there in Salt Lake City area, so that's that's what's going on with uh, Utah.
2: And we we know that Utah is going to open with Arizona. Up there. Oh, that's uh, right. The day, the day after the big NHL game between Vegas and the Los Angeles Kings.
3: That's right. I rem- yep, I forgot to write that down, but that is correct. And, uh, yeah, we talked about that because you're thinking about making that, that trip up there for that that weekend. So that will be – Okay, so where are we going next? We've got uh, two two teams left. Uh, we've talked about Missouri State a lot tonight, so we won't mention them uh, in this segment. But Oklahoma, uh, their schedule is out as well. Uh, their first game is going to be the uh, 24th and the 25th versus Arkansas. Um, they've got some t- – of course, they're playing UCO – Home and away, CSU home and away. Um, you know some of these other AS, AS, uh, WCHL teams, and, and maybe we can focus the show more on on Oklahoma and more and have them on, and we can talk more about their schedule. But they've, of course, that is have, my plan for uh, next Wednesday. Okay, there's a tease there in Utah Away and an ASU home home series. They're going to be playing at Lindenwood this year as well. And like I said, their full schedules on their Twitter and website, and we'll have more on them uh, when we. Get somebody from Oklahoma on the show. And then we're going to finish off with the University of Central Oklahoma. Uh, Their schedule has also come out, too, and uh, their first game is September 24th and the 25th versus Alabama. And they're going to play OU six times. Uh, They're going to play CU, two away, two home. UNLV, they're going to be playing at home. Uh, ASU, they're going to play at Arizona State on the 8th and the ninth. So there's some little nuggets of ASU there. Uh, Missouri State, two home and two away. And then CSU, they'll play two home, two away, and their full schedule is out on their Instagram page, so people can check that out. And I'm sure we'll have more on them if we get somebody from them on. We can talk more about their breakdown, their schedule. But we kind of so now as we kind of into July, my point of this was we, we start, pieces are starting to come together. We're starting to find out some things that are going on with these teams, and and uh, some things are about a month old. Some things are just come out recently. So um, as we've kind of hit middle of July. That's kind of where we are now. We're kind of all everyone's all caught up to date. We'll focus more on schedules. We'll focus more on players that come and do these teams now as we continue through the rest of the summer and as we get towards the uh, start of the season. So that, I guess that we'll call that the uh, marsh whip around uh, for today.
2: Ah, I love it. Well done, my friend. Good research, and uh, we will be uh, getting into uh, more of that as we End get closer time. next week, Stephen. We will be within two months. We'll be within sixty days of the first game played. Uh, I don't know if it's going to be Missouri state or somebody else, but September 17th is, uh, is coming up quickly. I,
3: I like that. I, I like that, that we're getting close and I don't want to leave out the women's teams. I we will, we'll have them. I'll look more into what's going on with the women's side for uh, Arizona state, Utah GCU. And we'll talk more about that. Uh, Arizona state women. we mentioned about them, of course, at the beginning of the show, what their schedule is coming up. They've, they've got some other things working on too. And then, uh, We'll see if we can find anything about the Utah women and GCU women and and mention them uh, on a future show. But uh, yeah, we're we're getting close. Uh, we're getting closer to this the season starting and and uh, they they did not these teams don't make it easy to find this stuff out. You got to scour. You got to be really good with the social media. <laughs> that's and the that's what we're Instagram here for because we're going to grab it and
2: then we're going to put it on our website right. and uh, people can come here see it, get to their website through our website and. And uh, hopefully we'll have standings and scores and all that good stuff. So that, that's why you tune in to IceTimeHockeySW dot or to ITHSW podcast and specifically Club Hockey Southwest Weekly. Um, our thanks tonight to the uh, Ice Bears head coach Jeremy Law for joining us. And uh, I, I should, we should mention this that ahead.
3: also the uh, Twitter account uh, at ACHA underscore ITHSW retweet uh, a lot of the stuff that the other teams put out there, and so that you can follow follow them uh, follow us there and and we'll try to keep updated on all the other accounts and and retweet and share there so that gives another way for people to see all the information in one place and and we have
2: a drive going on by October 1st we want to be 10,000 followers deep we just got over 100 so that's a a good start for the first week and we ask you to tell your friends just it's a simple click to follow and uh, you might even find some stuff you like on there so get there follow us and uh, see what happens
3: I like it. Yep, we're, uh, we're we're making making moves. I see 99 followers, but you say over 100, but I see 99 on here. So we're 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 getting there and We're uh, getting there. We're getting there. Yep. All right, my friend, take it away. Club Hockey Southwest Weekly was brought to you by Boost Mobile. Whether it's a new phone for yourself or your child's first phone, go to boostmobile.com and click on deals to find the phone that's right for you. Uh, Caesar's Entertainment, wherever you're bound, there's been, bound to be a Caesar's resort across the US or worldwide. UNLV Hockey. Play ACHA D1 Hockey in Mad Las Vegas. Go to rebelhockey.com and see if the bright lights and championship mindset is for you. By OxyPal, the all natural way to take the funk out of your sports equipment or your office at OxyPal.com. Jesse Ray's Barbecue at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas. Be it a loaded in Vegas dish or a rack of ribs, this is barbecue, Las Vegas style. By Summer Skates, summer's here, and certainly it is, and the ice is going to need some help, big time. Go get your personalized koozies and more at icetimehockeysw.com slash partners and click on the Summer Skates banner. The University of Arizona, ACHA D1 Hockey, home of the two-time defending WCHL champions. By M-Drive, supplements to fuel your drive. Visit mdriveformen.com and refine your prime with M-Drive. And by Behind the Mask, in the net, up the ice, or in line, serving the Arizona hockey community and beyond since 1994. See us at BehindTheMask.com. Club Hockey, Southwest Weekly, and all of the Ice Time Hockey SW podcasts are live every week on the Podbean app and are available for download at Apple Podcasts, Podbean, the Google Play Store, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and on the TuneIn app. Ask Alexa to turn on your ITHSW podcasts. Club Hockey Southwest Weekly is a part of the Ice Time Hockey SW.com network. And I should make us also mention that if people go to those things to get the podcast, also rate, review, and subscribe too. Because, well, we mentioned subscribe, but rate and review too. So then uh, it helps other people find the podcast. I hear that with other podcasts. So we want to make that uh, make that note out there. If people rate and review and share it with other people, then uh, it helps, helps get more people to find us uh, on those podcast platforms.
2: Well said, 15,000 plus strong now in downloads. So we are growing that quickly as well. We'll continue to do it. Thanks again to uh, Jeremy Law, the head coach at uh, Missouri State University for joining us. That's all I got, Scott.
3: I'm I'm all out of stuff for this week. (laughs) uh,
2: You whipped right around. I think we finished,
3: didn't start off too well there, but I think we finished, (laughs) I think we finished off strong there. At least I did. And and of course we had a great guest on. So a great show here in the middle of July as uh, we're in the heart of summer, but we're still talking hockey, which is always a great thing.
2: All right, Stephen Mars, stay cool, stay dry, and we'll say goodnight with Roger Klein and the Peacemakers, De Niro. Good night, everybody.